Hey everybody, welcome to Smooth Finish. And today, actually, we are being joined by Nespa and their show. We're collaborating um, New Depths. So that's their podcast. And we're getting a few of the guys from Nespa. And of course, our group is getting together again today. What we really want to share um, is how our organizations work together, our, our affiliations. You know, talk a little bit about kind of how we got started together and how we have been working together uh, along both in education at each other's shows, um, bringing ideas together and problems that uh, maybe the local areas dealing with in plaster in, in the Northeast. And of course us bringing kind of what we know from around the country and bringing that information to the Northeast so they can see and hear what people are doing uh, with plaster all over the place. Um, there's a unique uh, thing that we've been working together for uh, about a few years now uh, which is a task force that we're doing with a problem that arose and uh, that really was seen in the Northeast identified and the NPC has been, you know, supporting and working with and uh, trying to help identify and, and work through. And then, uh, and then of course, we'll talk about, I, I've always said Nespa is one of the greatest shows in the industry, if not the greatest, sorry, everyone, but that's my personal thought. And of course, our conference, the NPC conference and what we'll have to offer Coming in the uh, the late winter, early spring uh, of 2022. So, without further ado, we have back, of course, with us, uh, Mr. Chris Marcano. Chris, welcome back. Greetings, everybody. It's great to be here on another discussion. Uh, especially, I'm really excited about today too. We're going to celebrate uh, a, a historic and very powerful partnership between between these two organizations. So, a lot of good stuff to talk about. And uh, hopefully for you listeners out there, we're going to guide you to get you to uh, benefit from some of the uh, the great programs and, and uh, different um, opportunities that are out there from these organizations. Yeah, it's going to be a great conversation. And Mr. Rob Romano. Hey, guys, good to be back. And then, of course, we have with us from Nespa, we got Dom Mondi, who's making a second appearance. Dom was great. And again, this kind of speaks to our affiliation. Basically, our first episode where we were really talking about COVID and Dom shared a lot of the work that they did, um, you know, within the industry locally to get people back to work, to get the industry working again. And uh, really happy to have you back, Dom. Welcome. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. And that feels like somehow both yesterday and forever ago, if that makes any sense. But yeah, I remember doing that. And then who knew that? A year and a half later, you guys would be chugging along. You're doing a great job with this podcast, and I'm glad that um, we're able to come together here. That's great. And then and then we have Mr. Chaz Borgardis. If I said that wrong, Chaz, correct me, but welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Not the first time. Hey, nope. bonus points if you can spell the last name. <laughs> <laughs> it's very easy to spell, easier to pronounce, but Mr. Romano had trouble last week. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, great. Well, Chris, why don't you lead us into the conversation, yeah. uh, talk about how we uh, started working together and, 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 you know, let's just flow from there. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's, it's, we do have this, this amazing partnership between the two organizations. And I think really that's bonded in common goals to elevate, enhance, uh, educate the industry and, and really uh, utilize um, the resources that are out there, create programs and really get them and deliver them through these different channels. So there's there's really so much that we have in common. 
But I do want to kind of start just with with a celebration, essentially, of, of the partnership. But specifically, it is crazy to think about what we've been through as an industry since the whole COVID, you know, pandemic and, and all the changes that have come with that. And if you look back and reflect, it's it's pretty shocking when you actually think about how much we've changed. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, I mean, as an industry as a whole, there's been historic shortages, historic labor demand, you know, issues and constraints, you know, a huge spike in demand that we're talking about. And yet this industry, with the help of different organizations and the help of, of each other, you know, from manufacturers to different groups to, to partnerships out there in the field between retailers, service companies, you name it, uh, builders, um, we've just persevered and survived. And I think we're going to come out of this stronger. So it's pretty cool to celebrate with this group here because it all started a year and a half ago that our podcast started with essentially this group. And, you know, we've made it through the tough times and we're going to continue to make it through the tough times. So having said all that, Dom, Chaz, welcome to the show. Uh, I do want to kind of dig in. Would you just just for our listeners, as we if there's any uh, crossover here of folks that aren't familiar with what really, you know, from a high level, what is it that they can really benefit from that Nespa has to bring to the table? Yeah, so, and I'm going to ask you to do the same thing because that's what's great about doing what we're doing here, right? Is you have your membership or following or people that are involved in your segment of the pool industry across the country. And we have our our niche here in the Northeast. And as an association that brings together like-minded people involved in the same industry, uh, there's a lot of things that we do, just as you do. Um, we work around government affairs, right? Like that's so so lobbying, right? Dirty word, but you know, it's uh, lobbyists are like lawyers. You hate one unless you got one, right? <laughs> and, and you have a good one, and you have a good, you have a good. One. So we we do we do a lot in the industry to work uh, in the Northeast on licensing initiatives, um, certification initiatives. We advise members around codes and standards, you know, so you're building a pool and the pool inspector's got a question and you're pretty sure you got it right, but you need some backup and supporting documentation and things like that. Call NESPA, we bring those resources to bear to, to, to help in the in the field. Um, sometimes it's a case of, of uh, not understanding how a license works. We've got licensing for pool contractors in Connecticut and parts of New York and now in New Jersey. Um, we work through those to make sure that our members are successful and the public understands what's going on. Um, we obviously run education and training of all different kinds. There's online stuff. We've done webinars. We do classes here in our training center in Hamilton, New Jersey, wide ranging of topics that kind of hit the Northeast niche right around seasonality. We do a lot of stuff around opening, around uh, opening season, around winterization, which we're going to talk about quite a bit here um, uh, today. Uh, so a lot of those uh, communications, we publish in a newsletter. So all the stuff that you would expect from a, a strong trade association, we bring to bear for the benefit of the pool industry here um, in the Northeast. Yeah. And, and one thing that I've gotten, you know, uh, one of the t- things that was glaringly obvious to me um, in just conversations and working with with your folks over there, Dom, is is the fact that there there there's a, a 100 percent genuine motivation and and passion behind what you guys do, which, which is really, really apparent, you know, and it, and it's very uh, it's, it's just, it's overwhelmingly obvious, right. That you are there doing these things for, for the good of the industry as a trade organization. And and really there's no such thing and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but 
it's an old cliche, but there's no such thing as a dumb question because it's so easy to be out there with, especially yeah. now, everything's chaos, you know, a, a normal pool construction, a rehab, a refinish, everything's chaotic now. There's a sense of urgency from the customer. You don't know what's coming in from where or what time or how, you know, the, the products and everything's just heightened these days. Right. And it's easy to become overwhelmed or uncertain about a certain item, you know, like one little caveat to a job. And I think it's 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 really valuable to know that there's a resource like Nespa where somebody out there can actually just reach out and get clarification, get guidance, get some direction. And it doesn't matter how big or small really the issue is, you're going to do what you can to help that to help that business owner or that that member of the industry. Yeah, and that's exactly how we, you know, some listen, sometimes someone will, will get contacted and the answer isn't exactly what you wanted to hear, but you're but at least you're clear, right? There's, you know, this is, there's the code reference, there's whatever you need to know, like, okay, this is the right way to do it. And it's not just that, that's a very, that's a technical side, right? That's how we interface with government and then interface with our members and interface with the, with the standards and regulations. But we always think about our, you know, membership kind of wide, right? We've got builders, we've got service companies, we've got retailers, got distributors, et cetera. Um, But it's also, vertical as far as we've got people who've been in the industry for three or four years versus companies that are in on their third generation. And so in that in that way, it's not just always the technical reference. I mean, part of what makes Nespa such a great organization is the community. And you've sort of alluded to this, right? That there's a lot of camaraderie. We've got four, lo- four local chapters. Rob's on the board of our Connecticut chapter. So you have these local connections that come together in the region. You know, it ev- obviously everybody doesn't know each other, but it kind of feels that way. So if, you know, we don't have the answer from a technical sense, chances are we could say, you know what, you should contact this guy or, you know, hey, Rob, call Chaz. I think he had a similar problem last week. And a lot of our members build those relationships on their own through things like the pool and spa show or coming to trainings or going to our our Congress of Committees event or things like that. So that's, that's a big part of why we're here, not just the technical side, but to build that community in the industry. Absolutely. And, and that, that is definitely apparent. Now, one thing that we've mentioned several times is the education component. And I, I wanted to kind of throw out just for the listeners over here, I don't want to sit there and say itemize everything that, that you have that, that you're excited about. But but from a from a 10,000 foot level, are there any things that stand out to you in this upcoming season? Because we're all, I can tell you right now as an industry, we are brimming ready for the show come January. It is it is overdue. We are ready and willing and able to go and intermingle with people safely, of course. But um, what are some, from educational standpoint, you know, what are some of the highlights and, and things that you have cooking for this upcoming show? Well, before you start, you know, I'm a little anxious to know what a Chris Marcano is ready for a show compared to other years when you were not. So that would be something that I would, <laughs> yeah. I would well, be a bit concerned about. For, <laughs> I, uh, yes, for the, for listeners out there who aren't uh, who, who aren't familiar with myself, I do bring a high level of energy to shows typically. So thank you, Chess. Uh, thank you. That's awesome. No, 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 no stress. Right? No stress. No. Uh, is there is there a video? Because I heard there was a chicken suit at one point. I don't know. There's plenty of pictures. I got a I got a phone. <laughs> Phone full of pictures. We'll be getting yeah. a backdrop change on. <laughs> most most of these most of these images, folks, are PG thirteen, and they are taken. Indeed. They can be easily taken out of context, right? So, <laughs> yes, and, and yes. For the record, there was a chicken. It's on many social media. It wasn't a live. It was a woman in a chicken costume. 
Let's keep our heads out of the gutter here, folks. This is a family show, a professional show. But uh, chicken suits aside, what do we have to look forward to next show this year? While I can promise there will be chicken suits at this year's education conference again, um, by last count, I think we have 106 right now individual. That number will fluctuate a little bit between now and the show. Uh, educational programs at the conference. And the conference component of the show is really, I mean, it's grown so much over the years and become such a driving force of the pool and spa show's success. And I, and I bring up the number because it's not just about the quantity, it's the diversity within that, right? So from whether you're, you know, a second generation owner or you're a service tech who's never been to the show before and your boss is bringing you along, there are pieces of the program that are built for you. So there's basic water chemistry, advanced water chemistry, and a few other niche chemistry type classes. There's uh, construction related classes. We've got both Genesis and Water Shapes University coming in to do uh, both short and long form programs, um, industry certifications, uh, including and especially NPC's startup certification is on the agenda again this year and always has a great turnout um, at the show. And it's a great opportunity to bring that program to the Northeast, especially at the timing, right? I mean, the last week of January is you, you're getting pretty close to needing your guys trained to get ready because once the, right. the weather breaks here, it's it, it, there's no time to train. You got to go, right? So the timing is really great for that. Um, so we've got a lot of programs. The format's changing a little bit um, in that we're going to spread the programs throughout the day a little bit more so that uh, we can, as you to use your word, safely, if we need to, kind of uh, make sure that the crowds aren't too dense. But all the programs, nothing's changing as far as the number of programs, the types of programs, everything everybody's come to ex uh, expect. We're also bringing the, the, the training wall back again. That's our on-floor hands-on. Uh, it's on the exhibit floor. There's some scheduled uh, classes, hands-on classes there. We've done uh, tile classes before, uh, heater service classes. Um, and all of our big partners in the industry always show up with something new to demonstrate. Um, so you bring your guys, they can check it out, they can get their hands dirty, they can twist the wrench themselves, so to speak, and see how things work and go together. I've always been impressed by that, you know, that, that uh, what would you call it, that event, you know, that, that uh, feature of the show, because it is so, it's, you know, people are people, and a lot of folks out there will have commitment issues, right? And so someone doesn't want to commit to a whole class, but, you know, Having the opportunity and and that kind of outreach uh, at the show on the floor where they can simply walk up and, and have a conversation and to your point, Dom, touch a wrench, like to actually physically do the task, you know, I mean, that is that is one of the best ways to actually learn a skill is to physically do it, right? I can tell people about, you know, this or that or the other thing all day, but to to, to have them and guide them to do the activity or to do the task, that's what sticks. So I've always really been impressed with that. And I think it's really outside of the box thinking and an and action that that's that really has some impact. So anybody out there that, that's going to, I highly recommend you attend the show, obviously, you know, the, the, the Atlantic, the, the pool show is the one to go to. Um, it, it's just the, the, the education alone is just, it's a stage like no other. Um, and, and if you do go, be sure to stop by and, and look at that wall and see, see exactly what's, what's offered there, because it is a pretty cool thing. Chris, if I can jump in there, I, some yeah. of the things that, 
when you develop the wall and the things that you're trying to touch on years ago, we built, it was that equipotential bonding grid. So we built the pools to show everybody what's getting bonded and how all that worked and, and right. had something explained in that, uh, you know, and then the heater classes, I don't, I'm sure you guys see it all the time. You know, you know, you go into somebody's backyard and instead of them swapping the header on a heater so that the inlet outlet are on the left side, they got pipe going behind the, the heater and then back up again, as opposed to just switching the header, which is something that's simple to do. But at the same time, if you've never done it before, right, to have the opportunity to break down a heater right on the floor and swap the header from one side to the next. It's just a really simple thing, but it's those kinds of things that are uh, that I don't think get taken advantage of enough. I, I know my guys, when, when I send them, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, get involved. Did you go to the wall? Did you do this? And some guys, unfortunately, you're, they don't want to just jump in because other people were watching, but there's just really a huge opportunity to jump in and talk to those people and, and pull out, you know, whatever questions you might have as you're going through that. It's, uh, it's, it's there and designed for that. And I wish it got used more. I wish there was more participation, um, you know, and really getting into it. Yeah, and, and so on that point too, one of the coolest things about it is is again, this isn't a this isn't a a necessarily a, a, a um, an agenda, a, a preset script that's being dictated to you, that's being regurgitated to you. This is organic, true craftsmen, true professionals, masters of the trade that are exchanging ideas and practices and tips, and that is again how we perfect the craft. You know, whether it's tile application or or awareness and, and, you know, um, insight into bonding practices and things like that. I mean, you name it, it's going to be discussed potentially there. And again, you know, there's different ways to do things. Um, but when you do them, not only the most effective, efficient and professional, uh, installs out there when it comes to, you know, wh whether it's a finish or installing a heater, um, that's going to resonate and that's going to give the entire industry that little lift that, that, you know, has plagued it for some time, you know, I mean, how many, how many nightmare horror stories have we all seen of installations or things gone wrong? If you go to any of the social media pages right now from our industry, especially, especially the homeowner based ones, it's all these nightmare horror stories, right? It's, they're just out there. And so much of that comes from lack of of institutional knowledge when it comes to a lot of the installation you know there's some bad apples out there and, and this is a great way to to help us overcome that stigma that a pool is a negative thing you know and i think we're, we're well on our way but uh it, it's it's just really it, it is exciting so again if you if you haven't go see the wall you won't regret it you know good people and great ideas yeah. And that's, you know, that whole stigma thing is exactly why associations like ours and NPC exist, right? Because it, without any sort of organized framework to get to identify professionals and then continue their growth, um, you're, it's a little bit of a crapshoot when you know everybody in a certain membership, like to join NESPA, for example, right? Uh, anybody can join if you're a legal company, you have to have your whatever credentials you need, whether it's a license or a home improvement contract or certification or whatever. Um, you have to have a reference and things like that. That doesn't guarantee you're building the best pools that could possibly be built. But you start to create some kind of floors and some kind of guardrails around what's going on. And then the people that you're mingling with when you're, with, when you're in association functions 
you you take with a little more credibility maybe than just um, the guy three doors down that built a pool that's now caving in, right? That's exactly right. And we've all heard those stories. Um, let's sh shift gears just slightly, but speaking of the show, one thing that we collectively started working on, uh, and it was really an, an across the industry uh, pool of folks that that weighed in on this was the creation and the implementation of the winter effects task force. Um, let's talk about that, you know, and, and that's going to be a good segue because in another conversation with this, with this group, we are going to talk about winterization and, 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 you know, some really exciting new ideas and concepts when it comes to that. But um, one thing that kind of came out of necessity, you know, necessity, I should say, was this winter effects task force. So I'm going to throw this over to you, Dom, and Chaz and, and Rob, feel free to jump in as well. We've all been part of it, but kind of walk us through and the listeners through the beginning of this winter, uh, winter effects task force that was created. So I'm going to let Chaz, uh, who's one of the co-chairs um, with uh, uh, along with the uh, honorable and reputable oh, Kyle Shaken. Um, but uh, the, the funny anecdote about your, your question, when did this start is, uh, it actually started in San Diego at an NPC conference <laughs> one week after I started at Nespa. That's right. It was on a conference call because I couldn't get to San Diego on that short notice and had no idea who Rob Romano, Chaz Bogardis, Kyle G and Chris Marcano um, or anybody else uh, 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 involved, involved was. Um, but we we decided then that NPC and NESPA had a shared interest here, um, a, sh a problem that was shared by our members, both in the um, plastering and related communities across all north, all the entire northern climate, of it, ultimately, of the country. And whether you were a builder or in a lot of cases in our membership, it was the service company that was discovering this. In some cases, when they when they did their opening in the spring, even if they hadn't installed the pool, so um, shared problem, which I'll let someone smarter than me um, describe for everybody here in a technical way. But uh, uh, yeah, it's exactly where we saw an overlap side of the pool resources in uh, you know time, talent, and treasure to try and um, come up with a solution or at least come up with a better understanding of what the issue at hand was. And the issue at hand was Chaz. So one of the buttons that was made up years ago was got scale. Uh -huh. And uh, the problem, if you guys remember it at the show uh, and what was getting discussed is you open up a pool in the springtime and it can be from something you can't see uh, and almost feel like sandpaper uh, to the salt that would be on a Philly soft pretzel uh, where it's just big uh, scale that's coming out. And, and the idea was what is causing that? And, Industry-wide, uh, there's, you know, you can categorize three different groups. You actually have the pool builder, uh, then you actually have the applicator, uh, and then you have the service company. So what, what unfortunately was happening is you you had each different segment potentially pointing the finger at another one. And, and the idea behind this was to let's eliminate that and find out what the problem is and, and what we need to do. And there was no better way than, than to getting those all of those people together, right? So getting NPC together with uh, the builders and the service companies alike, uh, you know, to try and figure out, hey, why is this happening? You know, and 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 really started with a lot of dialogue in reference to, you know, what's, you know, 
you know, what's causing the outcome? You know, what is, you know, is it this? Is it, you know, plastering late? Is it, you know, all different uh, dynamics uh, across the across the board uh, to just figure out what what it was that was causing this? And and it, it really got simplified. Um, and the starting point where uh, Greg Garrett at the time, uh, you know, he, he was real big on, he's like, we can't figure out what the problem is until we know what it actually is. Um, and that was where it started to, uh, to start getting samples of the material. So getting a sample of what the scale was, uh, and we've, we've done a lot to that with uh, different packs of information that we can give you to, to tools and, and bags and sample things to send off to get tested. Uh, and, and that was the intention, was to get the material, have the material analyzed, uh, and then from the analyzation of what we're getting, then come out with a potential next step to whether it's prevent or at the same time you have it, you know, how are we getting rid of what's there? Um, and there was a couple different forms of scale uh, that, that were coming up, and some were significantly harder to get off than others. Uh, and that's really where this uh, started. And, and I know Greg used to refer to this as a crystalline deposit uh, and wouldn't call it scale because you weren't really sure where, where that went. Uh, but the word scale, I think, is uh, conglomerately grabs a, you know, a bunch of, or a broader area. So that's, yep. that, that's how it really started. Uh, and it really just, it did start to take off in a, in a pretty strong way. Um, and I definitely think uh, COVID definitely did not help us each of the last two years uh, <laughs> in, in, in getting things together because it just, you know, under a normal uh, pool season, a uh, normal opening closing season where uh, you don't have COVID, it's hard enough to try and, you know, work on these little things that are in the smaller majority of the pools that we're opening, right? Um, but then it's just, you know, we just haven't gotten the samples uh, or enough uh, test information to, to really come and draw a, a real good conclusion. Yeah, and so this is still a work in progress, and and uh, you know this is this is essentially a, an ask of us, you know, on this on this task force to the listening audience out there within the industry is is that we do still need these samples of this mystery scale, and you know a lot of people say, well, what's it look like? What's it? And, and as Chaz said, it it has a couple of different phys- different physical appearances, but the bottom line, and I think it was Kyle that 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 said this Kyle Chaikin, who said, when you have it, you have it and you'll know, right. It is a hard, strange, abnormal. And for the listeners out there, I'm doing the air quotes. It is not a typical scale formation. And, but typically it appears or manifests after a closing period of the winter season, right? It's, 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 it's generally uh, with uh, a new application done midway or later in the year and and, and so it's something directly related to that and after we close the pool in the springtime the these these crystalline deposits form on the on the pool surface and and like you know, to chaz's point it could you can it could be invisible it could look like the old dots that you look the candy that you that, that we had as kids and uh or or it looks like uh our rice krispies um, our deposit on a pool wall. I've seen some crystals that look like Superman's fortress. I mean, these things are grown out to uh, look like a spaceship as he's crashing with uh, Christopher Reeves back in the day, you know? Uh, so there's a lot of different crystal formations and they all tend to be the same from, from the samples that we get. They, they point to the same element, which is a, a form of calcium, calcium carbonate. carbonate. Um, but they're forming in different ways. And some, 
again, just to repeat what Chaz said, some are, are easy to come off. Some you need to grind off. And it's those ones that we need to grind off. We really, cause that's, that's money for the, for uh, the, the service company, for the homeowner, for something they've already spent a decent amount of money uh, on to, to have a new finish put in. And then I got to spend more to get this off. So uh, whatever help you guys can give would be fantastic. Yeah, so I, I will yeah. sew this out there. We want what to get the to the process? next step. What is the process to where a, a service professional, a builder uh, can can reach out and essentially be empowered to be a forensic investigator on the behalf of this task force? You can be a junior G-man or woman <laughs> by, by simply reaching out. We're going to send you a forensic testing kit. How can, how can anyone help us out in this uh, quest for the truth? You'll be deputized into our. That's effort. right. That's <laughs> um, your badge. I'll say this, and I'll, I'll, I'll. We'll see if, um, however, the episode gets published, if we can add into the notes or whatever the the specifics. But basically, we can send you a test, a, a sample collection kit. It's not a test kit. A slam, sample collection kit, or you can do it on your own as well. But the idea is, we have plastic um, sealable bags with scrapers. We don't need a huge sample. Please don't send me a five-pound bag of calcium. <laughs> uh, but you you, you scrape down into the water uh, against the wall and try and loosen up enough of those crystals. The best way to, to do it is to hold the bag below, scrape slowly, and as they come off the wall, they will float down into the bag. It's okay if, they, if they're wet. It's okay if you get water in the bag. But at least a couple tablespoons worth of, of crystals is what we need to analyze. You seal that, you send it to Nespa's headquarters, which is at 6B South Gold, South Gold Drive in Hamilton, New Jersey. Um, again, we'll put that information out there. And it's also on our website. All of these details are on our website as well, uh, nespapool.org under Winter Effects Task Force. And we send it off to a lab. We run a, chemi- a chemical analysis, excuse me, an elemental analysis to understand what the makeup is, see if there's any trace elements in it. Like Rob said, we're pretty consistently seeing that it's a calcium carbonate. Um, I think one of the big questions is going to be not so much what it is, but how it's formed. Um, and that's exactly what we're working towards. But the broader sample size we have, both in number of samples and in where the samples come from, the more we can start to either isolate anomalies or, or find some through lines. Yeah, and any any collective help is is really appreciated as we work, you know, as an industry towards a solution to this very very strange and unique phenomenon out there um, that that's occurring. So we're really close, and we're gaining information on this uh, with every sample that's collected. So any help, listeners, that you can provide for this this act, you know, any any action you can take, any samples you can provide, uh, it's extremely beneficial for the industry as a whole. So we really appreciate any help on that part. And there's so no it's, it's common, there's yeah. no cost. A lot of people don't yes, realize that. Uh, yes, no cost. Sending the kit out for free, you send it back to us. We're analyzing it for free. They're saying, I mean, obviously there is a cost, but that's why we are, uh, you know, working with PHTA, the MPC, and uh, and obviously Nespa to to you know offset right. those costs. I mean, we have the research money there to do this. Yep. Um, the only thing that we don't have that we need is people to give us the samples. Uh, that's that's what it is. There's no cost. You then get analyzation results back. So you guys know exactly what it was. Um, so it's helpful. 
but there is no cost for you, just the cost of, you know, figuring out how to get it and, and get it to us. This is a northern state problem. So if you're down in Florida, sorry for the last 10 minutes, that it doesn't really apply to you, but you know, northern states for sure. I think the emphasis there was winterization. You never know. <laughs> if it's cold, you never this, know. Is, this, this seems to be more common, much more common where the water temperature does get below 32. I just, I just see Jay Eaton going, what you guys even talking about? So, yeah, well, Dallas got some winterization last year. Yeah. Oh, everything yeah, yeah. Remember, we're going so. to talk Let's about it. crystals there, right? <laughs> yep, we're going to talk about that on our next episode. So just kind of winding this up, we, we've talked well, about before, the Before you world. land the plane, Chris, if I could, I want to just go oh, back yeah. the other way because one of the things that we wanted to do here, right, was – have us from New Depths, Nespa's podcast, come on your show. And then also we wanted to be able to release this through as one of our episodes as well. Absolutely. So that our listeners might hear what's going on with smooth finishing with the NPC. Um, so you asked us a lot of questions and I just thought we should take a, a moment at least for the other direction <laughs> and hear a little bit about um, <laughs> what NPC does for its members. I realize a lot of your listeners know, but as I find with my organization, a lot of times I say things to people who are loyal, longtime members and they go, oh, I know you did that. So um, what's going on with NPC these days? Or, or more Brett, why, don't, why don't you give us How a about Chris, since we're getting asked the questions now. What is it exactly that you do? <laughs> Chris does. <laughs> Meet Chris Marcano? Oh, yeah, you. I think the better question would be what I what is it you don't do, really? I mean, that's what it boils <laughs> down to. You know, a lot of people ask me, they say, what is it you do? And I just tell them, I do my best. That's what I do. I do my best. <laughs> he tries. <laughs> Got a pin. I like to right. I like to be a, a, a beacon of light when it comes to the transfer of education and institutional knowledge. <laughs> no, Dom, actually, this, this is a great, I think this is a great point. And I think it's a great way to, to, to kind of uh, to take this home. So, Brent, would you uh, walk us through the... Just just to for a starting point in this, like give us an overview of the uh the conference, the NPC conference that's being held on September February 9th and 11th. Sorry, February 9th and 11th in uh in uh, Buckhead. Yeah, it's our 33rd conference on uh, Atlanta area. Um obviously, like with you guys, education is is really the NPCs. That's like kind of our what well, what we want to do for the industry or bring the industry, we're a trade organization. We're pretty specific, but um, I think a lot of people grasped with the startup certification class. That was one of those things that kind of gave us, you know, voice within the industry outside of our own four walls, let's say. Um, and just to talk a little about what we're doing, we're working very hard right now on bringing more education out of our tech manual. So tech manuals there, it's available to all, but a lot of that is very foreign. Just like the reason that we, the way we start up a pool for plaster is completely different how a service guy or a builder wants to, I always say at the check getter, they want to clear that water up and get people swimming. But we have reasons to, to start it slower and to do it a certain way. And we've taught that a lot of that to the industry. And the same token, that's not obviously all we do. We don't, you know, that's the lot last part of what we do. So we're, we're, you know, Rob, Rob actually created a class, uh, uh, surface prep. And we brought a lot of our, uh, a lot of what's in our tech manual. We, we put it together and we talked about not, you know, we always recognize there's, there's a lot of ways to skin the cat. So we recognize the different ways, acceptable ways 
that fit within the parameters and standards of our tech manual. And uh, we created that class and we're teaching that to the industry now and looking to take that. And we have in a few cases, I think Robbie actually taught it at NESPA last year, um, the pool surface preparation and, uh, and just others placement uh, of product. Like most people maybe understand, but not really all the different techniques and the layers say, and, and everything that goes into getting that plaster on correctly, the right thickness, um, you know, the right mix, all the things that have to happen. So you have a successful finish. So yeah. that's where, you know, we have LMS classes coming along. They're being released. Actually the startup class is now available on LMS. We're working to get the surface prep, a class that's available. So people, you know, not only learn the information, make sure they're retaining it and, and give them something to take home, you know, uh, certification, if you will. Um, and again, that, that is the drive right now. Really a lot of what we're working on is that, of course, we bring those classes to our conference um, and, and a lot like Nespa. You know, we have, a, we have business tracks. We have, uh, you know, just even if it's just insurance or just other things that matter to people, sometimes it's just uh, about how to treat customers. Mm-hmm. So th- th- those are always there. We do have this year pretty unique. We're going to do a full day let's call it, it's all by itself. It's three classes and it's kind of start to finish like a, a remodel primer. So approaching the pool, what are you looking for? What are you, you know, going right into actually, you know, everything that you need to do and finishing that pool and, 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 and just three courses kind of sequentially to walk people through that process. You know, our, our guys know a lot of that, but you know, for builders that, that, you know, if they're going to start getting a remodel or service guy who wants to offer remodel, this is going to be a great thing for them to come and, and sit through and kind of get an idea of, of how that all works and, and, and what they need to be looking for. So uh, we'll have a total of 15 classes. There's, there's 12 other classes with all different tracks. We do, we try and do hands-on. We generally have a tile hands-on. We're going to do um, the good, the bad, and the ugly with uh, surface finishes. We're going to have, you know, good samples, bad samples, those types of things. Just, just all sorts of classes in that scenario. We're looking this year to start kind of a young professionals, get some of the younger people. I think with a lot of the industry, you know, you got the age out, right? You got the people that are there. Maybe their kids are coming along, but a lot of people, uh, I always talk about, you know, one of our conferences where a very successful plasterer was saying, you don't want his kid anything to do in the industry. Go be a lawyer or a doctor, which I thought was interesting. But, but there is people entering the industry that we want to get involved. And I think that's a great thing about both of our organizations is there's, the volunteerism that really goes in is what's really behind the drive and the, mm-hmm. the cares, the people that will spend their free time trying to better the industry and uh, become a part of a group. Um, we always have our really great auction. There's some great opportunity there for people. Um, and uh, uh, that's some of it. We are doing a tour this year, the largest aquarium in the world, I believe the Georgia aquarium. That's a nice little feature event that we're doing. And um Really, I'd say, and I've always said this about our organization, is the networking and coming together with like-minded people and really understanding and asking the guy from another part of the country how he, whatever, protects from wind when it's windy outside or whatever the case may be, or just learning from, from the peers within the group and in the classroom, but really just that camaraderie that happens at the conference that's very intimate. It's generally all held within one location, a hotel, and you can't really get away from people. 
So come and, 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 you know, and be a part of it. And uh, I think you'll really gain a lot from it. I've, I've been to your conference and, and the same thing we were talking about as far as community and camaraderie at NESPA is, is, is on such display within NPC uh, as well. And the conference is probably the, the antithesis of that where, um, you know, it's an interesting thing, right? You're a national organization and there's probably people who are, who if you ask them, they'd say, this is a good friend of mine who they only see in person once a year at your show, right? But they've built such a connection through the association and now with Zoom and everything else, everybody connects all a thousand ways. So um, it's, it's um, I'm looking forward to to Atlanta this year for sure. And that aquarium tour sounds pretty cool. I'd like to check that out. Yeah. And also, and the, and the last thing I'll say that I learned, we started this with the collaboration between our two organizations and and, and clearly, if I've learned nothing else, the, the cross point of NESPA and NPC is Rob Romano. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, we weren't going to tell him, but, you know, Dom, now you've let him know. So, <laughs> uh, well, great. He, he's, he's, he's the glue that makes the binds all things. He's like the piece of gum underneath that chair that can stick to anything. Yeah. Come on, come on, Chris. He's the cement, man. This is the NPC. Come on. That's right. He's well, cement in the mix. You know, being part of both organizations <laughs> is um I you know, I I we have our great similarities, the the networking, the friendships, the relationships, the education that that, that both both organizations put out. And I, I do have a unique um uh position where sitting on both boards, being as active as I am on both boards, is is being able to you, Bringing what I see, the, the great stuff in NPC and seeing the great stuff at NESPA and making them work for each other is uh, and bringing them together, really, it, it's great. It's just great. It's great to be part of, of two awesome organizations. No, I think, I think that's fantastic. And Rob, you do a great job. So listeners out there, if you haven't booked, if you haven't made travel plans yet, be sure January 25th through the 27th, the Pool and Spa Show located in beautiful beautiful Atlantic City, New Jersey. And then, of course, February 9th and 11th, the National Plasters Council's 33rd annual conference uh, in Buckhead, beautiful Buckhead, Georgia, just outside of Atlanta. So uh, a fun time, a quality time to share ideas and to better your craft. So I really don't think, I think we we are at a point where we have covered the topics. Uh, Brent, do you want to take us out? Yeah, I do. I think we're experiencing a smooth finish, as uh, we always generally do. Guys, uh, Chaz and Dom, thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, looking forward, as always, to NESPA and to our conference. And uh, if you guys want to learn more about either, um, Dom, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's uh, nespapool.org. And of course, you can find npconline.org for the NPC. Everybody, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day.